Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, all right, all right. Good afternoon, everybody. What's going on? Glad to be here with you. Um, second podcast of 2024. Stoked to be back with all yins. Um, hopefully it's gonna be a good year for the show. Um, kind of discussed some of the plans on the last show, so make sure you go back and listen to that. And then our last week's shows I thought were a lot of fun with uh Lorenzo, Pete, and uh Brandon. Thought they were um quite a bit of fun. So um tonight we are going to talk about testosterone. I'm sure you've all heard that the, <laughs> the uh area of um your underneath <laughs> is shrinking, right? between where you go poop and where you go pee is allegedly shrinking. Um, testosterone is dropping 1% per year. You should be panicked. Um, the world's ending because testosterone is declining. Well, I am going to ask the question tonight, what can you do about that? I'm going to go through the data and um, we're going to figure out what exactly is going on with testosterone. What can we do about it? Uh, why is it going down 1% by year? And uh, much, much more. So um, make sure you hit all the links below to figure out what I got going on. Of course, Tiger Fitness right there. LMNT, the world's best electrolytes. And Fox and Sons Coffee. Use code Kyle at checkout to get yourself a little bit of a discount. And let Steve know, the, that wonderful gentleman there, um, that I sent you. And without further ado, guys, let's uh, let's do it. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty, physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. One more time. Good afternoon, everybody. I just finished eating my dinner. 
It was fantastic. Um, for those looking for a little bit more of like fried chicken, I don't want to say it's junk food, but um, stuff that may be a little bit more conducive to a high protein diet where you're not getting too many calories. There's this company called Real Good Foods and they have really, really good fried chicken. And then um, I've been an evangelist for the uh, sugar-free barbecue sauces like G Hughes, Kinder's, um, and Primal Kitchen. That's the other one. Um, those three are absolute lifesavers. And if you're like me, um, especially when I was a little kid, I absolutely love barbecue sauces. I could not live without them. So um, I had some of that and had um, some sweet potato fries as well. So um, obviously that fits within my caloric budget. Um, I did Justin Campbell's podcast last night where we talked a lot about some of the stuff that we're probably going to talk about tonight, but um, kind of getting your new year's resolution off the ground. If you have one as much, as I hate new year, you know, the new year's resolution mindset. Um, if you have that kind of perspective, you want to get into a new year's resolution, make sure you go check out that show where we talked about kind of getting started, um, optimizing sleep, nutrition, training, um, it was probably about 75 minutes long and we shot the shit. I thought it was a really, really fun show. So make sure you go check that out. That's at fact check this podcast. I believe it's over on rumble. So uh, yeah, feel free to go check that out. And I think there's a lot of good information and a really, really good back and forth between Justin and I about um, just kind of getting into this whole fitness deal, which uh, I uh, kind of told him last night that I think I need to kind of return to my roots here. It starts to talk about it a little bit more. I know I've talked about quite a bit of red pill stuff recently, and then a little bit of foreign policy and some health stuff, and sometimes just kind of shooting the shit about um, happenings on Twitter. But um, I, I want to continue to bring people good information about health because um, part of the reason why I started this podcast almost <laughs> two and a half years ago now at this point was to hopefully bring people health and science information that I really sorely needed from perspective that um, I would find useful. And, uh, you know, I, I did the carnivore diet and everything like that, and it, it eventually stopped working for more for me. So um, one, one more time, I just want to make sure that I'm putting out good information for people that will hopefully um, improve their lives, their relationships, and give them a little bit of a different perspective to look at things. So um, tonight, I want to bring everybody together and direct your ears to what the hell is going on with testosterone. Um, once again, we hear everybody talking about this. And we're hearing about the taint shrinking. Yes, people are literally saying that. Um, your overall testosterone is dropping by 1% per year and uh, various other things. I need to pull up a graph here from my dear friend, Ted Name, and hopefully I bookmarked it. And if I did, I'm going to be a little bit upset. But um, basically, um, I really want to talk about what the hell's going on here because there's so much just noise around this topic and you're hearing people say, well, avoid microplastics. You're here and don't touch a receipt. I'm, I'm not even kidding. And there's some data on this and we'll cover that. Um, you're not going to gain any muscle. Uh, if you take Tonkatalee, then that's going to help boost your testosterone. Take a test booster. Everybody's talking about TRT, right? The joke in the fitness community now is that um, people, instead of people just saying they're natural, now the running joke is, I'm only on TRT. Well, um, as a guy who's lifted naturally now for <laughs> over 10 years at this point, um, I am fully natural, no TRT. I would like to get my testosterone numbers checked. Um, that's something that I've thought about quite a bit, but um, blood uh checks aren't that cheap they're usually around like 200 bucks or something like that and uh let's just say i'm not exactly willing to spend 200 dollars to fix something that ain't necessarily broke i mean i i think i'm doing okay <laughs> um if yes the what the hell was it uh the mostly peaceful latinas then um they would tell you that or actually no, it was the rad femmes i was engaging with last night and i'm not even going to talk about that this show too much but uh that i have an inbred face which is pretty funny 
Um, I'm a short king and king of the manlets, even though I'm 5'11", which is on the tall end of average. I'm not tall, but I'm definitely not short. So, um, but but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about testosterone and kind of give people a little bit more of a realistic look. Because basically, if you ask most people, they're going to tell you, well, the nonstick pans and drinking water out of plastic bottles is making your dick small. <laughs> that's not like... No matter what you're going to do, you're probably going to be drinking water out of some sort of plastic bottle. Generally, most people do. I mean, I drink out of a, a steel shaker cup every single day that I wash, and uh, I use nonstick pans. I think my testosterone is doing good. I feel pretty good. Um, my lifts are going up. So, I mean, that's generally what you're looking for when it comes to, like, if you're a dude for your testosterone. But um, yeah, you know what, let's kind of start diving into this stuff here. I got a couple articles and of course I brought a little bit of data and we're just going to kind of breeze through some of this stuff and uh, kind of work our way through it here. So let me make sure that looks good for you guys. Um, I apologize, pull that up there. Okay, men's testosterone levels decline in the last 20 years. Get the hell out of here. Um, sorry, wrong thing. Um. A new study has found a substantial drop in U.S. men's testosterone levels since the 1980s, but the reasons for the decline remain unclear. It will not be unclear by the end of this podcast, so just uh, hang out for a little bit. Send in Super Chats, too. I can get Super Chats. If you're on YouTube, please send Super Chats. I'd really, really appreciate it. Helps me out. Helps pay for all this lovely stuff that I got going on here and uh, grow the podcast. Um, the average levels of the male hormone dropped by 1% a year, Dr. Thomas Travison and colleagues from the New England Research Institutes in Watertown, Massachusetts found. This means that, for example, a 65-year-old man in 2002 would have the testosterone levels 15% lower than those of a 65-year-old man in 1987. This also means that a greater proportion of men in 2002 would have had below normal testosterone levels than in 1987. So basically what they're saying there is that, um, I'm sure you guys have heard this, that uh, the men of yesterday had higher testosterone than the men of today. Well, once again, we're going to dig into a little bit as to why that is. Um, while a man's testosterone level will fall steadily as he ages, um, the research has observed a speedier, a speedier decline in average, level, in average testosterone levels than would have been expected by aging alone. Um, I skipped this paragraph or these first two paragraphs. Uh, the entire population is shifting somewhat downward, we think. Uh, Travison told Reuters Health, we're counting on other studies to confirm this. Travison and his team analyzed data from the Massachusetts Male Aging Study, a long term investigation of aging in about 1,700 Boston area men. Data from the men were collected three time or for three time intervals, 1987 to 1989, 1995 to 1997, and then 2002 to 2004. Um, they hypothesized that the rising prevalence of obesity as well as the sharp decline in cigarette smoking might help explain their findings, which we'll see is actually very significant. Um, given that testosterone levels are lower among overweight people and smoking increases testosterone levels, but these factors accounted for only a small percentage of the observed difference um once again we're gonna cover this a little bit more later um it's likely that some sort of environmental exposure is responsible for the testosterone decline travis said although he said attempting to explain what this might be based on current findings would be pure conjecture um and as we're going to kind of talk about a little bit later um it is mostly 
um, conjecture. Uh, the researchers use body mass index, the ratio of height to weight, to estimate obesity levels, he noted, but this is not a very accurate way to gauge the real adiposity or fat content of the body, so it's possible that obesity might be more of a factor than it appears in this analysis. Um, once again, we're going to cover this a lot later in the podcast, but I mean, they kind of gave it out pretty heavy right here where they said the researchers use BMI and the ratio of height to weight to estimate obesity levels. Um, BMI is overall a good marker, but it's not perfect. Um, it's kind of like the saying of all graphs are wrong, but some are useful. Um, that's kind of what we're going off of here. So, um, this was, their source was the journal of clinical endocrinology and metabolism in January of 2007. Um, we have a little bit more of a newer study. Um, I want to make sure I get this right. And like I said, we're going to read this where it's a, uh, big meta-analysis and, um, a meta-analysis with a Mendelian randomization, a bi-directional Mendelian randomization, where we kind of cover this a little bit more. So um, let's go ahead and go over to what testosterone is, and we will cover that in a little bit more detail. So if you're watching on YouTube, I did steal this picture for the thumbnail, only because I thought it looked good. So <laughs> let's continue on here. Uh, testosterone, what it is, how it affects your health. Um, so one thing that we do know, and I should have pulled this up, but men naturally have more testosterone than women. And when you look at women who are transformers, so to speak, um, when they start taking testosterone, the impacts on the female body are so significant that they'll start growing beards, their voice will get a lot deeper, and a lot of like a lot of their physiognomy will change because testosterone has that much of an impact on, you know, on the body. Um, even like men in the womb or, you know, boys in the womb, their bone structure gets significantly stronger, thicker, and changes significantly due to testosterone exposure, um, just being a boy in the womb. So it's not like this is like an insignificant thing. I mean, this is a big deal. Testosterone has a very, very profound impact on the human body, as um, we're going to talk about a little bit here. Um, when you think of testosterone, what comes to mind? Macho men, aggressive, impatient, type A behavior, road rage, violence. Um, testosterone's role in bad behaviors is largely a myth. What's more, testosterone plays other important roles in health and disease that may surprise you. For example, did you know that testosterone is a key player in prostate cancer or that women need testosterone too? There's more to testosterone than guys behaving badly. Learn all about the sex hormone here, including its primary benefits. What is testosterone? That's the question that we're kind of looking to talk about in this podcast testosterone is a sex hormone hormones are the body's chemical messengers they travel from one organ to or one organ or another place in the body usually through the bloodstream and affect many different bodily processes testosterone is a major sex hormone in males it is essential to the development of male growth and masculine characteristics signals sent from the brain to the pituitary gland at the base of the brain control the production of testosterone in men. Oh, I read that all messed up. Signals sent from the brain to the pituitary gland at the base of the brain control the production of testosterone in men. The pituitary gland then relays signals to the testes, your boys down south, <laughs> to produce testosterone. A quote-unquote feedback loop closely regulates the amount of hormone in the blood. When testosterone levels rise too high, the brain sends signals to the pituitary gland to reduce production. Um, now, some of this is theorized that because we live in a pussified environment, if you will, that uh, our pituitary gland, let's say, um, decides to downregulate our overall testosterone um, production. Uh, 
I think that might play a factor. The fact that we don't really live in an environment where we have to struggle without, you know, inducing that through, let's say, resistance training. There's probably some truth to that. But um, moving on here. So what does testosterone do? Testosterone plays multiple important roles in the body, such as development of the penis and testes, deepening of the voice during puberty. This is why when women take testosterone, that their voice gets a little bit deeper. Um, appearance of facial and pubic hair starting at puberty later in life and may play a role in balding. <laughs> Unfortunately, muscle size and strength, bone growth and strength, sex drive or libido and sperm production. Adolescent boys with too little testosterone may not experience normal masculinization. For example, the genitals may not enlarge, facial and body hair may be scant, and the voice may not deepen normally. Testosterone may also help maintain normal mood. There may be other important functions of this hormone that have not yet been discovered. So um, this is kind of covering like the basics, the reason why. Um, let's say men, when you do personality charts, are a little bit less neurotic is because they have testosterone. Therefore, we're calmer, we're able to handle stuff better. And once again, in our ancestral history, we needed a lot more testosterone and a lot more muscle mass to repel off predators, to hunt, to kill, and to be stronger because we were known as the protectors, right? We were able to protect and provide for our offspring, for the women that we cared about, for our community, for our tribes, whatever. Um, testosterone was important to developing the muscle mass that would allow you to do all those tasks. Uh, testosterone in women. If you thought testosterone was only important in men, you'd be mistaken. Testosterone is produced in the ovaries and adrenal gland. It's one of the, it's one of several androgens, male sex hormones and females. These hormones are thought to have an important effects on ovarian function, bone strength, sexual behavior, including normal libido. Although evidence is not conclusive, which is interesting. Um, the proper balance between testosterone along with other androgens and estrogen is important for the ovaries to work normally. While the specifics are uncertain, it's possible that androgens also play an important normal or an important role in normal brain function, including mood, sex drive, and cognitive function. Um, so this did you know is actually kind of interesting because uh, testosterone is synthesized in the body from cholesterol, but having high cholesterol doesn't mean your testosterone will be high. Um, testosterone levels are too carefully controlled by the brain for that to occur. Um, a little side note here, Sal Stefano from Mind Pump had said that if you increase your cholesterol by a lot, then you can actually experience a pretty wicked gain in strength. Now, I personally do intake probably more cholesterol than the average person. Um, one thing that I won't touch on too much in this podcast, because maybe I could do a little bit more learning here. And uh, maybe when I have Alan Flanagan on, we could talk about this a little bit. But um, cholesterol in doesn't always mean cholesterol out. Now, if you have a high saturated fat diet, then in some cases that may raise your LDL cholesterol, which you probably don't want to do. Um, so like my cholesterol, I get mostly from eggs from uh red meat i only eat leaner meats though i don't eat real fatty cuts um i don't really have that much butter anymore and uh as people know i'm a little bit of a seed oil advocate um as much as that may piss people off i'm okay with that because the data says that they're okay for you and they're actually healthy for you but um once again neither here nor there not entirely relevant here to the podcast today can you have too much testosterone 
Um, having too much naturally occurring testosterone is not a common problem among men. That may surprise you given what people might consider obvious evidence of testosterone excess road rage, fighting among fathers at Little League games, and sexual promiscuity. <laughs> Part of this may be due to the difficulty defining normal testosterone levels and normal behavior. Blood levels of testosterone vary dramatically over time and even during the course of the day. In addition, what may seem like a symptom of testosterone excess may actually be unrelated to this hormone. Apologies. In fact, most of what we know about abnormally high testosterone levels in men comes from athletes who use anabolic steroids, testosterone-related hormones to increase muscle mass or athletic performance. Problems associated with artificially high testosterone levels in men include low sperm counts and shrinking of the testicles and impotence, which um, is basically just like rage you can't do anything about, heart muscle damage and increased risk of a heart attack. Prostate enlargement with difficulty urinating, liver disease, acne, fluid retention, weight gain, high blood pressure, or high blood pressure and cholesterol, insomnia, headaches, increased muscle mass, which I don't really see as a problem, <laughs> um, increased risk of blood clots, stunted growth um, in adolescence, and uncharacteristically aggressive behavior, although not well studied or clearly proven, mood swings, euphoria, irritability, impaired judgment, and delusions. Among women, perhaps the most common cause of high testosterone level is polycystic ovarian syndrome, PC. This disease is common. It affects 6 to 10% of premenopausal women. The ovaries of women with PCOS contain multiple cysts. Um, symptoms include irregular periods, reduced fertility, excess, skin, or excess or coarse hair on the face, extremities, trunk, or pubic area, male pattern baldness, um, darkened, thick skin, weight gained, um, depression, and anxiety. One treatment available for many of these problems is uh, spironicl, I'm not even going to try to say that, a special type of diuretic water pill that blocks the action of male sex hormones. Women with high testosterone levels due to either disease or drug use may experience decrease in breast size and deepening of the voice, in addition, many of the problems that men have. Um, so yeah, can you have too little testosterone? Um, I think by most people's account, we probably do have too low of testosterone. Um, today, judging by how, as much as I hate to say it, it's kind of a platitude at this point, but like how manly men are um, and like how little muscle mass some people are able to achieve naturally. Um, in recent years, researchers and pharmaceutical companies have focused on the effects of testosterone deficiency, especially among young men. Um, especially among men, I'm sorry. In fact, as men age, testosterone levels drop very gradually, about 1% to 2% each year, unlike the relatively rapid drop in estrogen that causes menopause. The testes produce less testosterone. There are, in, um, there are fewer signals from the pituitary gland telling the testes to make testosterone. Also, as men get older, their lives make more sex hormone binding globulin, which binds to testosterone circulating in the bloodstream. Um, all this reduces the active free form of testosterone in the body, and more than a third of men over age 45 may have reduced levels of testosterone that might be considered normal, though, as mentioned, defining optimal levels of testosterone is tricky and somewhat controversial. Um, so as here, uh, they describe symptoms of deficiency of testosterone, reduced body or facial hair, loss of muscle mass, low libido, increased breast size, hot flashes, irritability, loss of body hair, brittle bones, and increased risk of fracture. Um, some men who have testosterone deficiency have symptoms or conditions related to their low testosterone um, that will improve when they take testosterone replacement, which is kind of why a lot of people do take that. Uh, for example, a man with osteoporosis and low testosterone can increase bone strength and reduces fracture risk 
with testosterone replacement. As surprising as it may be, women can also be bothered by symptoms of testosterone deficiency. For example, problem with the function of pituitary gland or adrenal glands may lead to reduced testosterone production. Um, affected women may experience low libido, reduced bone strength, or poor concentration or depression. Um, I've covered in some other podcasts, I want to say it was uh, Eric Adams' plant-based agenda, where I kind of talked about osteopenia and why it's actually good for people to have a lot of animal-based proteins, especially as they get older, to hit that threshold of leucine and get a high enough protein intake to maintain good bone structure and also, you know, good muscle mass, because as you get older, muscle mass becomes exponentially more important in my estimation. Um, disease is in conditions. I'm not going to break this entire thing. Um, there's a little bit more to this article. Um, disease and conditions that can affect testosterone. Um, men can experience drop of testosterone due. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two conditions or diseases affecting the testes or pituitary gland or hypothalamus, um, which would basically just be like, um, as they said here, direct injury, castration, infection, radiation treatment, chemotherapy, or tumors, tumors, medications, anabolic steroids, and uh, different autoimmune conditions. Um, here they talk about TRT and the risks. Um, once again, this stuff is going to be about your doctor or um, between you and your doctor. Um, I'm not here to tell you what to do and what not to do. Um, I'm just here to give you the information and you can kind of decide. So um, when it comes to testosterone, they kind of mentioned plastics in that one article. I wanted to bring this up here. But before we get to that, let me run a ad real quick for one of the sponsors and we will be right back. All right, guys, we are going to take a quick break from the show to tell you about the show's sponsor. We are now brought to you by Fox and Sons Coffee. As you can see right here, I got the Den Blend Dark. Really enjoy that. Um, I've been drinking a lot of their Brazil honey prep. 
right here. You can hear there's not a lot of beans left in it because I've been drinking it quite a bit. Um, just tell you a little bit about Fox and Sons, why I support them and why you should too, is that uh, Stephen had started the company up in Michigan to help teach his son about entrepreneurship. Um, I'm all about that. And I do firmly believe that in order to spread liberty in our lifetimes, we have to support those who support similar values as us. And Stephen does support all the same libertarian values that I bring and talk about on the show a lot. So go to foxandsons.com, use code Kyle at checkout to get 15% off of orders, $25 or more. And there's always free shipping whenever you place an order that is more than $37.99. Um, find their coffee absolutely fantastic, and I'm sure you will too. So uh, one more time, go to foxandsons.com, use code Kyle at checkout to get yourself a little discount. Let them know I sent you and support the coffee that supports you. All right, guys, thanks. Back to the show. All right, so continuing on here, and make sure you get Fox Sons coffee. If you need motivation or good tasting coffee, that is the shit right there. Um, BPA, which uh, I wish, okay, here we go. I was looking up the uh, exact word for it, but BPA is basically like something that's in like receipts and plastics and stuff like that. Um, there is actually quite a bit of data, but it's in mice. It's not in humans, it's in mice. Um, now they did talk about a little bit of data in humans here, but, um, we're going to cover this a little bit. Once again, I'm not going to like blast this entire article. It'll uh, put you to sleep, but a uh, chronic exposure to the, ke uh, chemical bisphenol a, I wish I could say that well, but <laughs> may lower testosterone levels in men. A new study from China suggests in the study, men who were exposed to BPA because they worked in a chemical plant for at least six months had lower levels of testosterone in their blood compared with those who worked in a tap water factory. Specifically, the chemical plant workers had reduced levels of free testosterone, which the form thought to have the greatest influence on the body. Most testosterone in the body is not free, but it is bound to a protein. The findings provide even more evidence that BPA may change men's sex hormone levels, said study researcher Dr. Ken Lee, a senior um, research scientist at Kaiser Permanente's Division of Research in Oakland, California. Previous studies also conclude, or conducted on Chinese factory workers have suggested that BPA may, lo may lower sperm counts as well as increase the risk of sexual dysfunction in men, health effects are, that are controlled by sex hormones. BPA is similar to the female hormone estrogen, meaning that it could have effects on, on the human body. The effect of BPA on men may be more immediate and easier to detect than the effect on women because men have very low levels of estrogen to begin with. However, whether similar effects would have been would be seen in the general population at lower exposure levels is not known and need to be studied further. BPA is found in some plastics, canned food containers, and other food packing, and most people in the U.S. have chemical in their urine. Um, so just kind of tapping on the end there, uh, it, it's true that you're always exposed to it, but one thing that I think a lot of people have trouble grasping is that like the dosage oftentimes makes the poison. Um, when people bring up like cyanide or something like that in almonds, you would have to eat like 500 freaking almonds to get to that point. Um, get a fluoride filter. Yeah. I mean, if that makes you more comfortable, then absolutely. So, um, I use filtered water. I never drink tap water, not necessarily out of fear of fluoride, but I just don't like the taste of it. Um, I would still think it's probably better to drink water through some kind of like filtration device, um, once again, I do it. Uh, I'm not your dad. I'm not your doctor. I'm just here to give you some information. And it, once again, if it's me, I go for filtered water or bottled water, or um, like I said earlier, drinking water from my uh, steel shaker. So um, continuing on here, um, Heather 
Patasol, an associate professor at North Carolina State University who studies the effects of BPA, noted that the study looked at BPA in the blood rather than in the urine. BPA levels in the blood are thought to be a better measure of chronic exposure to the chemical, but are typically very low and could be influenced by en environmental contamination. Men who don't work in a chemical factory would likely have BPA levels in their blood that are too low to detect, Patasol said. In the study, about 70% of the men who worked in the chemical factory plant had detectable levels of BPA in their blood, while the same was true of 5% of those who worked in the water factory. This data should not raise alarm bells for men who don't work in chemical factories. Patasol said that the new study was small and did not do a great job of accounting for the differences of hormone levels that might be due to the time of day samples were collected. So I want to kind of highlight that a little bit here. Um, I will pull that out here and we will just kind of talk a little bit about that. Um, once again, the dose is based the poison. If you work in a chemical factory, if you're, you know, sleeping on a bed of receipts, as if you literally type in BPA exposure, testosterone receipts, um, there's tons and tons and tons and tons of articles. Um, same deal if you look at like BPA and uh, testosterone, there are tons and tons and tons and tons of articles on this. Um, now, the problem is when you start looking at their data, typically they're using mice. So I said a little bit earlier in the podcast, they're measuring the taints <laughs> of mice. And what they found is that when they're exposed to a lot of BPAs, that their taints shrink. So basically, that's the area between your ball sack and your ass. Um, to put it crudely, but that's what they're measuring. And basically, they associate that the decrease in testosterone from BPA exposure is causal in that. Um, now, there is not good data in humans on this. Does that mean you should go shove every single receipt that you can right on your face and drink from a plastic ball that's been sitting out in the sun and then just drink tap water? No. Is it going to kill you? No. Is it good for you? I probably wouldn't do all that, but like, you know, just going to the store, you're probably fine. Um, just don't sit there and be reasonable. I mean, it's a don't eat paint warnings, right? Like if I have to tell you to not rub a receipt on your face and don't drink out of a hot plastic bottle, then I, I'm sorry, I can't help you if I have to tell you these things. So um, let's go to the study that I wanted to bring up. And this is really where I wanted the meat of this to go. So let's pull this up here. Um, I will zoom in a little bit so that way we can read this a little bit better. Causal relationship between obesity and serum testosterone status in men. A bi-directional Mendelian randomization analysis. So I also pulled up the definitions so that way we were kind of straight on this and this was they took five different cohorts here so i want to pull up these definitions just so that we're all clear um so a bi-directional mendelian randomization um an mr analysis that tries to differentiate whether factor a is a cause or a consequence of factor b or whether there is true bi-directional causal effect between a and b um genetic variants for risk factor a and outcome b need to follow the same assumptions as ivs so that is what a bi-directional Mendelian randomization trial is. A regular Mendel, sorry, a little bit of a tongue twister. Um, Mendelian randomization. Um, a Mendelian randomization is a method of using measured variations in genes of known function to examine the causal effect of modifiable exposure on disease in observational studies. 
And then a cohort study, we'll finish off with this and then get right to the study. A cohort study is a type of epidemiological study in which a group of people with a common characteristic is followed over time to find how many reach a certain health outcome of interest. And once again, our cohort is going to be people who we're trying to assess for having low testosterone. So let's read this here. Um, the context is obesity in men is associated with low serum testosterone and both are associated with several diseases and, and increased mortality. Um, objectives to examine the direction and causality apologies of the relationship between BMI and serum testosterone um, and the design as I said was a bi-directional um, Mendelian randomization on um, prospective cohorts. The setting was five cohorts from Denmark, Germany, and Sweden. Um, Almost 7,500, 7,400, 446 Caucasian men genotyped for 97 BMI-associated SMPs and three testosterone-associated SMPs. Main outcome measures were BMI, serum testosterone adjusted for age, smoking, time of blood sampling, and sight. And the results were um, genetically instrumented increases in BMI were associated with a 0.25 um decrease in serum testosterone for a body weight reduction altering the bmi from 30 to 25 the effect would equal a 13 percent increase in serum testosterone no association was seen for genetically instrumented testosterone with bmi finding that was confirmed using large-scale data from giant consortium uh conclusions our results suggest that there's a causal a causal not an association a causal effect of bmi on serum testosterone in men population interventions um, to reduce bmi are expected to increase serum testosterone in men so once again this is a very tightly controlled study well perhaps not like the tightly the most tightly controlled study but um tight enough and it's good enough information that you should realize that basically if you don't want low testosterone don't get fat <laughs> I mean, it's really that simple. So I don't want to read through all of this. Once again, this is very, very tiresome. But I want to go to some of the figures to just kind of show what's going on here. So they talk about the statistical analysis, um, different, you know, sex binding hormone globulin. Um, where Okay, so this is what I want to show you guys. So um, observational estimates. An increased BMI is associated with a decreased serum testosterone. Linear regression models were used adjusting for age, smoking, sight, and time of day for the blood sample when applicable. Um, the combined effect of uh, calculated with random effect meta-analysis using all cohorts. Um, effect sizes given in standard deviations of T testosterone um, and transformed um, BMI horizontal bars represent 95% confidence intervals. So a 95% confidence interval means that it is very, very tightly correlated. So the other thing I want to bring up before we get out of here, where is it? Um, okay, notably for a body weight reduction, altering the BMI from 30, cut off for obesity, to 25, the cutoff for overweight, the effect would equal a 13% to 15% increase in serum testosterone, while corresponding observational effect would equal a 16% increase in serum testosterone. To reduce the risk of pleiotropy, which is basically just like a bad finding, we next evaluate two separate independent genetic instruments. Um, these two independent genetic instruments had similar point estimates of the casual BMI on serum testosterone. So discussion, I want to see where the conclusion is. If I remember correctly, I didn't really have one. So they have all the tables here, data availability references. They have the references here below, and they have a total of 
50 studies plugged in here. So now why is this important and why am I bringing up that serum testosterone declined um, with BMI? Well, if you look at this graph here from my friend Ted Naiman, who was on the show, and I would like to have him on the show again. Um, if you look here over time, the increase in calories from years and years ago till now has just steadily went up. So right here, if we open this up, um, daily average caloric supply derived from protein, fat, and carbohydrates in the United States, 1961 to 2013, all measured in kilocalories per person per day. Um, so the least amount of calories that increased overall was protein. And as I pointed out and talked about ad nauseum on this podcast, protein is the most satiating and the most important macronutrient of all. That is the nutrient that drives body composition changes because you need protein because that is the building blocks of muscle and of you know bone as well so if you look here actually it's funny that people always bring up carbohydrates as like the bad thing you know it's so bad that we're getting so many carbohydrates well the largest increase in calories is actually from fats it's not from carbohydrates so when people talk about hyperpalatable foods and i'll talk about them a little bit here when we think about like chocolate milkshakes you know a hamburger that's completely loaded loaded fries or anything like that they're all carbohydrates and fats together. What have I told you guys if you've been listening to my podcast for any period of time? Hyperpalatable foods are the thing that drive overconsumption typically. They're carbs and fats together. It's not just carbohydrates by themselves because if I give you a plain white baked potato, that is the most satiating food on the face of the planet. If I give you a whole bunch of butter, you're not gonna wanna eat it. But if I take the potato and smear some butter on it, some sour cream, some bacon, put some chives on it, you will not be able to stop eating that baked potato. That's because the palatability of carbohydrates and fats together is very, very high. Now, this isn't to say that you shouldn't have any hyperpalatable foods. I still enjoy them. But if you're going to enjoy them, you need to enjoy them in moderation. So why does it matter that we increase consumption of calories from all these different foods over the last 50 years. Because that's why you're fat. That's why your testosterone is low. Testosterone. <laughs> testosterone is low. Your testosterone is low because you're fat. That study says there is a causal relationship. Stop being fat. <laughs> put the fork down. Love yourself enough to put the fork down. Either that or make foods that are going to comply with a caloric deficit or whatever your body weight or body composition goals are. Simple as that. Let me get the screen out of here. So what can you do to help raise your testosterone levels? Don't be so fat. Go to the gym. Eat better. Sleep better. Um, if you literally listen to the podcast I just did yesterday with Justin, which is a fantastic podcast, um, and, and it's just because I was on there, right? No, it was a good podcast, seriously. Um, all the info I gave on there and all the info that you've probably heard me say ad nauseum on this podcast for the last two years when I talk about health, um, follow those tips. You'll probably be okay. Get a little bit of activity in. So low-intensity, steady-state cardio. I love walking. And it's a very easy activity that you could do, especially like if you have kids or something like that. If you have dogs like I do, they love to go for 
I have one slipping on my feet right now. So if I say the word walks, then she's going to park her head up. I oh, know she's out like a light. So um, walks are something great. It's very, very easy. It's easy to recover from. It's good for your overall health. Um, we know that when you take your steps from sedentary, which means like hardly any activity at all, like two or 3,000 steps, and you go all the way up to 7,000, your overall mortality falls off a cliff. I mean, it is ridiculous how good just a little bit of low intensity, steady state cardio is for your health. And it's so easy to do. It's not like it's hard to do at all. Um, hey. um, uh, resistance training. If you just resistance train two or three days a week, that will be incredibly beneficial for your overall body composition because you're placing a stress on the body. That will help raise your testosterone as well. If you're not sleeping, then figure out what you need to do to get better sleep. And then your testosterone will probably rise a little bit as well. The Tonkatali, the ice baths, the, um, all that stuff is like tertiary nonsense that will probably help. But if you don't have the basics down, don't even think about taking supplements. And like, I'm not a doctor, but you know, if you're, if you're not training, if you're not in decent shape, why would you go get testosterone therapy? That's, uh, as James Sexton said, that's treating dandruff with decapitation. Why not just do all the lifestyle factors first, and then, if your testosterone is still low, then go talk to your doctor. Um, but yeah, that's basically what I wanted to talk about. It's not the seed oils. It's not the goddamn fluoride in the water. Um, it's not anything crazy. It's literally just the fact that you're fat. If you want to put some kind of giant conspiracy behind it, which you could. You could say that there is a global conspiracy to make people fat. and um, you know, even if there isn't, um, it, I mean, would it look any different? Because <laughs> if you go to the airport, I guarantee you're going to see a lot of fat people there. And I've talked about this a lot, too. Like, food is such like a cultural thing. We sit down and enjoy food with people that we love. Um, every single social event we go to, there's food. So, I mean, like, you can't really downplay how big of a deal that food is. But the problem is, is that we overconsume, And then as we overconsume, we get to be overweight. And then as we get overweight, we see health consequences because of that. The situation with testosterone is no different. So um, once again, ideally, get a little bit of low intensity steady state cardio and try to sleep like seven to eight hours a night. I fail at this. I'll be the first person to admit that. Resistance train, you know, three to five days a week. Four days a week for me is perfect. I enjoy that. I can keep up with it. Um, try to have a good diet, as in getting enough protein for your body and then letting the carbs and fats fall where they may. Um, and that's really, like, if you check those boxes off, you're probably going to be in the ballpark of good as it gets. Um, one thing that I wanted to kind of put in here, too, was that, like, as much as people want to hand wave about like the plastics and stuff like that, the BPA, and there, there is some cause for caution. Um, the best part about seeing a causal relationship between BMI and testosterone is that you can control it. You can make the change. <laughs> it's not outside factors at this point. You are able to make the change and bring your testosterone up by reducing your overall body weight and reducing your body fat. It's in your hands. All you got to do is do it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, hopefully this was in informative. Hopefully you got something out of it. Um, if you did, feel free to super chat me. Um, check out the Twitter. Um, all that good stuff. Uh, 
I guess I could plug everything. I can't believe I didn't mention it, but uh, A Common Crown's new single, Cry, if you're watching this live, comes out in nine days, January 12th. It's heavy as shit. If you like heavy metal, you'll absolutely love this song. I, I've been listening to it a little bit more, and uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. I'm stoked. It is a killer song, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, check out Five Till Midnight, Monday nights at 8 o'clock. Um, Eastern time, that is. Um, <laughs> Billy, thank you so much, brother. I really, really appreciate you dropping by. Um, Cognitive Vigilance tomorrow night. Um, unfortunately, Tiffany Fox was not able to make it. So we were able to pull Rachel Wilson, who is a good friend of the show, a good friend of mine. And uh, I'm super stoked to have her on. I think it's going to be a really, really entertaining show. So um, <laughs> everybody, make sure you bring your popcorn because I guarantee you there are going to be a little bit of sparks. Um, and it's not going to be because of me. <laughs> I'm super excited for that show. It's going to be a great time. So make sure you tune in to that. Make sure you go to the 5 Till Midnight YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Look that up on YouTube, subscribe there. Go to the Cognitive Vigilance channel, subscribe there as well. Um, and then obviously, if you're listening right now, please make sure you like, subscribe, and share and all that stuff. Um, really helps me out, and I really, really appreciate it. Um, go check out A Common Crown. I cannot wait for the single to come out, and um, we'll be we are writing new music, so we'll have some new music out this year as well. Um, I hope everybody's New Year's weekend was good. You guys were safe. And then if you got hammered, you recovered quickly and uh, didn't have to puke too much. Um, but one more time, thank you guys so much for listening. And until next time, take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.